It's Tramaraderie. <laughs> Anywho. Okay. Hi. Anywho. Hi. <laughs> so it's been like a really long time. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know how long it's been. Like I'm like ashamed to like even look it up. I know. I feel the same way. Like every time I even go on our like Instagram, I feel instant like guilt and shame. Like, oh, it's not like it matters, but it does make me feel guilty <laughs> because I want to be on top of things. It's just our lives are insane. There's no like other way to describe mm -hmm. it. Like we just have very demanding lives. With me, I feel like I could do like much more, but I just wasn't feeling it. Um, so it really wasn't, I mean, yes, my life is demanding and there's a sh lot of shit that was going on, but at the same time, like, I know that this is kind of also my self-care and something that I really like doing. So I feel like I can do it. I just need to, I needed to feel a little bit better. Same, the same. Like, I feel like I only just got settled into like my medication and like, I'm not constantly tired or constantly stressed out or it doesn't fluctuate anymore. Like I finally figured out like the right amount to be taking and what time to take it. So that way I feel good. <laughs> and it's only just been maybe a couple weeks of that. So only just have I started to kind of come out of that weird dark cave that I was in. And I miss this, you know, I love, I love chatting with you and I love having this like platform where we can just discuss whatever the heck we want. And yeah, like I, I definitely have missed like just just recording with you and, and having our little community. Same. I, I definitely miss it. I just think also like we just on both sides, um, we had like a little crisis. Mm -hmm. You had a crisis. I had a crisis. Mm -hmm. And usually we're pretty good at like being able to put the crisis aside and just take our time for each other, I guess, or take each other, like, just, we haven't even you know, really just take had time. time to talk to each other. Like, whereas before we would talk no. every single day. And now it's yeah. like, I think like, this is probably the first time in like, maybe a week that we've, we've seen each other like on video. Exactly. And I also, I don't know what, how you feel about it. But to me, it's like, a mental thing like I can tell you hey like I'm feeling like shit and I just do not feel like talking I feel like sitting down and doing nothing and watching like a show and you are the first person that will completely be like yeah me too we'll talk tomorrow you know we'll <laughs> yeah. talk when when we feel like it. it's like that <clears throat> and you're the same way as I am yeah it's like I think it's an introvert thing where yeah. When someone like cancels plans, you just have this immediate relief like, oh, like not that you don't want to hang out with them, but you're just like, I don't have to do shit anymore. I don't have to get dressed. I don't it's have so to put on dead. pants. I don't have to brush it's my like hair. It's like a mini little it's like a mini little Christmas present when yes. someone like cancels. I know. It feels like, like thank a, you. Yeah. And it <laughs> It doesn't matter what it's about. <laughs> Oh my doesn't matter gosh. what it is if someone cancels it's like a little present it's like oh thank you yeah I can like do nothing now <laughs> oh it's amazing but I can just like it's also an introvert thing I think when I'm going through something I don't fucking feel like talking to anybody I don't know if I feel that's like an introvert sitting thing. and I need to process it yeah. I just think I need to like process and and think and like yeah I don't know it could be an introvert thing but it can also be just like a stress thing or a very, very sensitive people thing, because I'm the same way. Like, I definitely love having my me time when, especially when I'm going through something, you know, like, it's not easy for me during those moments to hold space for other people, which I've definitely realized, like, like, when I was younger, I was able to, you know, kind of put my own problems aside to help other people or to help people go through, you know, whatever issues they're going through but I've noticed you know as I've gotten older that I just don't have the energy to take on more yeah. than what I already have and it took me a long time and therapy <laughs> to realize that it is okay to just you know 
focus on myself and not put any energy towards anyone else because I need that energy to kind of make myself feel better. So that's another reason why I have not been as pushy about, you know, doing the podcast as I might have been in the past, just because I know how to, how important it is to hold space for yourself and any extra stress when you're dealing with something really like it kind of pushes that self-care down and you're not really getting your full recharge. Does that make sense? Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. I feel the same. It's funny that you said that because I was just talking to Christian about that this afternoon, telling him like, it's hard because when I was a kid, you thought about taking care of others. There was always like someone else that needed it more or Mm -hmm. that, you know, needed that attention more. So the thing that you do is like, oh, but you know, but this person, but this person, but this person. And I'm like, don't, don't pay attention to me. It's fine. You know, they need it. And, um, I think that I started doing that like constantly. Yeah. I was telling him, I was just telling him that like, you need to think every once in a while, like it's okay to take that time for me. Yeah. It's okay to, you know? Yeah. I absolutely think the same. And I, I've been doing it a lot lately, taking walks and, um, just getting out, like the walks really do me good. And yeah. I get out on the scooter. So I'm like out in, you know, just usually I'll go through the woods and everything. Christian Aww. and I will walk through the city, but through the scooter, like on the scooter, we always just go and drive through the woods. And it's just really nice. Oh, like, I, I love that. Yeah, I've been telling Andrew for like the last month, like, like I want like, some kind of like motorcycle or even a Vespa. Vespa would be cute. Like I just want something um, to drive around in. Like, I don't know. I just think it'd be so cute, but we don't really have like uh, woods around here or there's not a lot of like hiking areas or or that kind of thing. So um, so what I've been doing is um, I recently got some roller skates and yeah they're not blades they're skates the the four wheel ones (laughs) and dude I fucking thought that I was gonna be able to get on those things and just like go because I remember being really good with them when I was younger like inwardly inwardly (laughs) I was like oh I got this and then like I straight fell on my ass (laughs) like I was taking a turn and I fell on my butt and Andrew looked over and he's like are you okay and I was like I hit my ass (laughs) (laughs) I got like you remember. I'm sure you remember how much that I was on roller, yeah, roller, roller skate, roller blades <clears throat> with Tani. I was always on roller blades. I want some roller always. blades. I feel and like I feel like that's what I was good at. Maybe that's what I was like actually yep. good at. I can't do skates. It makes me feel off balance. But I got roller blades. Like I told Christian years ago, be- right before we had kids, I said, you know, like I miss rollerblading. And he really thought, like, I was bullshitting when I said that I was good at it. And he really was just like, you're just going to fall on your ass. It's been years ago. But I bought rollerblades. And, um, like, I got on him. And he went and came outside with me to watch because he thought that I was going to fall on my ass. So he was literally watching, thinking, like, I'm going to laugh my ass off. And I just skated away. And he was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I told him, it rollerblading is exactly like biking like yeah. you, you just get on and you go and I have been missing it again lately and so yeah. Christian is like should we get some for you and I'm like eh, I don't know because the roads out here it's they're different than there like you don't have nice paved roads that you can like skate on I everywhere. feel hold on I feel like maybe you're misremembering <laughs> because out here the roads are awful <laughs> out there the roads are a lot better i remember skating like on the road out there and like on sidewalks yeah but amanda like like, sidewalks are like we don't even have a sidewalk here you remember it's just our house you you don't (laughs) yeah like i have then you would just skate on the street don't you just skate on the street then no not out here this is stockton (laughs) i'm go. i was telling christian I, oh, I was about to say I was going to see my friend Gracie today to go skating with her at her house. So probably around the street because it's a safer area. <laughs> it's a safe, <laughs> beautiful, safe. Stop it. 
I'm dying. The thing is, is like I miss rollerblading, roller skating, and it's like coming back in like so I haven't, hard now. I haven't seen anyone on I TikTok miss with it. Yeah, I haven't seen anyone on roller skates yet, but I imagine it's gonna happen quickly because you know, if I remember the way it feels to roller skate, <clears throat> it's the same way it feels to like ice skate kind of, but easier. Yeah. It's a lot easier than ice skating. Um, and I do yeah, agree with you I about agree. the balance because um, I remember I remember them being a lot easier than roller, roller, roller skates. Did skates. I just say? Yeah. No. Roller blades. Yeah. Roller blades are easier than roller skates. Yeah. I think so. So for the young and ones really that don't want... know what we're talking about, roller blades are like... If you took all the, the, the wheels, four, the in, yeah, if inliners, you, yeah. So like they're like they're just a row. It's like a row of four, um, right? Yeah. Four blades. Inline, inline skates. Is yeah. that a yeah? Whatever. It's do you know what I saw this afternoon? Because the nineties are coming in so hard. I know. <laughs> okay, the nineties are coming in so hard. Christian and I. Oh no, it wasn't this afternoon. It was tonight. So it's like after dinner, we took a second walk and usually we always take a walk after dinner, but we went to a different area and there's always like a lot of younger kids hanging out there. And there was these two girls and I looked and I like, I, I just, <laughs> I had this like nostalgia feeling because there were two girls on a bike, like 13, 14 with like dark hair. And you could see that they got dressed together because one had on, one had on like black shorts with a black shirt, and then the other one had on black pants with a black shirt. But what they had over it was the what do you call it? The um, oh my god, I can't think of the word. The the like shirts with like the blocks, the checkers. What's it called? The pla like plaid. Yeah. Like like a plaid men's overshirt, oversized. That's what they had on, and they had on. Um, that's very nineties. Yeah, that's super in yeah. on TikTok too. No, do you know what they had? They had the top button buttons. Yeah, yeah, so that's only so. The top. Oh my god! <laughs> and it gave me like the most because like the the plaid shirt, the plaid men's oversized shirt, like in itself was definitely like a oh whoa, but then. <laughs> And I saw that they had like their shirts buttoned on top, and I just I, oh my god, that's so nineties. Yeah, so totally, 90s. it is. I and like also just seeing people like or girls wearing it, like they have it like tied around their waist. I'm like, yeah, that's also super nineties. Like, it's so nineties. And then there was a point. And then like, was, do you remember the point where it was not cool to tie your sweater around your waist anymore or you tie anything around your waist? Like it was like cool oh, yeah. to do it and then suddenly it was like don't don't do that that's not cool like the reason why is because and i i do remember the shift it was because they started to wear low rider pants and mm -hmm. all of a sudden it was in for girls to wear low riders and you also like it was almost it, it, i'm not gonna say it was almost in i'll just i'll just say that it was like an unwritten thing that you know, it was kind of sexy if you had like a little bit of string popping out of it. Like oh, if no. you could see your undies. Yeah. Yeah. That's... I think that's why. I think it was just like, oh, okay, now we need to show our ass off. I know. And like now they're saying that like girls, uh, it's it's coming back in, the lowriders. And... Oh, my God. Never, ever, ever again. <laughs> Like I was trying on some some pants today, and it's like I've I've lost a little bit of weight, but um I was putting some pants on, and you know you have you know have the folds that go over the pants, and I'm like this is just not it, man. Like this is just like I need myself some oh. some high what is it high waisted, that's high waisted high waisted that's that's the only thing I will wear. Or like I wear these. Hold on, let me show you. I have these. Hold on. Oh, I'm gonna have some needs. Look how high they come up. Yeah. And they feel, it feels. They come up all the way to here. Feels nice to me. Like, it feels nice it's to me. It's the best. They're the best. And, like, um, Chloe also only wears, like, high-waisted pants. And um, she just, like, she, she's, the things that she wears now also reminds me of, like, the 90s. Um because she wears like oversized shirts yeah. and like 
baggy pants, like wide legs, or she'll wear like a really tight top with like a high waist or yeah, like a high waisted pair of pants, but then like she'll stick the tight shirt like into her pants. Yeah. Or she wears like a crop top. So it's just all really 90s and I'm I'm abs- I'm I'm definitely here for it. I love it. I want like I want it to last forever again. <laughs> I want Kaylin to dress very 90s. Like it's a it's a cool thing that she already is like very into graphic tees. Like she loves like t-shirts that are super like nerdy and that like just yeah. uh, just warms my heart <laughs> so much. <laughs> She doesn't really have, like, the only thing that she says to me is that she doesn't like wearing, um, like, if it doesn't have any color on it, she's not into it. Like, I tried to get her, I got her yeah. these, like, overalls, and she was literally like, Mom, I'm never, this is my, fi- at five years old, she's like, I am never wearing that. That's just not my style, Mom. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Like, I I feel bad, but at the same time, I'm like, that's exactly how Chloe was. Yeah. <laughs> that you saw you saw how Chloe dressed yeah. when she was younger. That's exactly how Chloe was. Not about, like, the shirts, but definitely about her style. Like, yeah. She was just very, I know what I want to wear. I know what it goes with. I know what I want, what kind of shoes I yep. want to wear. I know exactly how I want you to do my hair. Yeah. She... Just knew it. And I'm, I feel like fucking let your kids do it. Like I, she had walked out of the house a couple times with, um, like two different like patterns that were, I don't know. The, I, I was just like, whoa, I would never dare to wear that. <laughs> um, and then I found out that it was like really in. I didn't know that. Yeah. But it was it, like afterwards, it was kind of in. And, all the kids started wearing it, I think, like, about two or three months after she started. And then um, I found out that, like, it had already been in in America because of the YouTube videos that, you know, Chloe watches. That's all American. Yeah. So she was like, I like this style and I want to, you know, I want to take it and use it. Yeah. And then later on it came in here, you know? No, I I get it. It's always like that. Kaylin's obsessed with, like, teenagers right now. Like she's, she's, she wants to be a, te- she's six years old and her goal in life right now is to be a teenager. Like she always talks about <laughs> it. She, yeah. Like she watches these like little YouTube videos. Um, One that she's really obsessed with. I think it's something like, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, it's this like squishy girl who uh, fixes squishies and um i think does she is she fixes or is she the one that like cuts into them and, she like, cuts ew, it she like takes those. she takes she takes them apart she adds things to them she paints them caitlin like no like knows her full name and is like obsessed with her but uh you know ashlyn her sister just recently turned 13 and so she's she's all about like how cool it is to be a teenager and I'm just sitting here like, you just turned six. Please like, calm down. <laughs> but, you know. I think that, like, your whole life, you're kind of looking towards... I'm at the age now where I'm looking back. And i like, still looking back, kind of. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in, like, the limbo stage of looking back and wishing that I would have... Um, what do you call that? Like just taken it slow or enjoyed it more yeah like been in the moment yeah um i'm limboing between still doing that and living in the moment and being like i'm not old i still have a lot of time left i still have a lot that's going to happen when you're a kid you're just kind of always looking forward like you can't wait and then you get to an age i think it's mostly when you're like almost in your 30s to where you're like fuck yeah yeah, I think like it hits around like I want to say twenty seven or twenty eight, and then you're like, things are kind of weird right now. <laughs> like it's not quite what I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> like, yeah, but I think that that's like what it is. Like when you're a kid, you're like looking for, it. and I tell my kids, I'm sure you tell Kay too. Like try to enjoy it. Like it's your, you know, blink of an eye. You're not a kid anymore. Blink the- of an eye. You're. Like I 18. Yeah, I do tell Kaylin that a lot, but I'm very 
very particular with my words because, you know, yeah. when I was living at home before I went to college, like, I didn't know how to take care of myself because mom always was saying, just enjoy being a kid. Just enjoy being a kid. Turned 18. Just enjoy being a kid. Like, I needed to know how certain things functioned and I I didn't know how anything functioned. So going into college, I was just kind of like, I'm here by myself, no family around, and uh, broke as shit. <laughs> so I had to find a job. I had to learn how to fucking cook for myself. Like all these things that like, I I wish mom had at least pushed me towards learning like how to budget and that kind of thing. So yes, I want Kaylin oh, yeah, to- that's- Yeah, like I want Kaylin to enjoy enjoy her youth and like, you know, just be a kid. But at the same time, I want her to have structure and understanding about life. So when she's that age, she's prepared because I sure as fuck was not. (laughs) So anyways, I feel the same. I was telling Christian about it, too, because I I literally was like, Chris, we have lived in this house for six years. Christian could not understand like he did not comprehend it. And I like told him I was having a hard time too because it literally went by in a blink of an eye and in six more years my son will be officially an adult and so I was talking to Chris and I was telling him you know especially with Jeremy when the, with autism and everything um you know he's we I want to make sure that he can be completely independent yeah that if he wants, that if he can, and I think a lot of people don't understand um, or not understand, but they don't quite grasp like how hard it can be for someone with autism to, you know, function completely independently. There, a lot of work goes into that. I'm not trying to change him and I'm not trying to shape him into, um, you know, living in a neurotypical world. But what I want is for him to um, embrace like everything that he can do but i also want him to know like your own weaknesses and just kind of work with that that's what i really really want i really want for him to be independent yeah um and i but i i understand it like i but i just want them to like so much kind of enjoy where they are right now and i think that especially chloe absolutely hates it when i say that because she feels like she is going through the most awkward stage of life at this moment well i understand she's like fuck you i can't wait to get out of this i was the same way i thought at her age go back to being fucking 12 no no. i think like that's an that's an age where like you i feel like you feel the most judged by people for just trying to be yourself and it's like you can't yeah you know you're in a when you're an adult you can kind of i don't know how to describe this but there's a certain liberation with being an adult and being you know you're who you are you're like oh i'm you know i've reached this level in life and i can be who i am like safely without feeling judged because you get to choose who you're around when you're a child you don't really get to choose who you're around. You can choose your friends, but you still have to go to school. You still have to be around certain kinds of people. You still have to deal with these social situations that are uncomfortable when you don't know necessarily who you are quite yet. You're still kind of coming into your own. And that in itself is a lot. So fuck no, I would never ever want to be 12 again or 13, 18 maybe. I absolutely agree. Yeah, but they're, like, going through, like, I, I think a lot of people will think, like, 11 or 12, but, like, seriously, like, early puberty, okay? But think about the time when you were going through puberty and, like, how that felt. So you're, like, absolutely trying to get to know yourself. That's so, it's so hard. And I feel like, especially my kids, because they both have, like, social anxiety. Yeah. And it's definitely in the genes. It's yeah. definitely in the genes, right, Mel? Right. No. <laughs> like, I remember having gym in the Netherlands and uh you know you'd have those you'd have those little rooms after gym I'm I don't I think they have them here I don't know guys because I never went officially to any kind of like American high school high school so I don't know but I'm assuming they have like gym showers and stuff and um yeah I remember like the other girls having like you know they were developing their chest and 
you know, some of them had a relatively large chest and I had fucking nothing. I was like a freaking plank. And uh, I thought that was really weird because I was like, well, I'm I'm their age. And like I have I started my period when I was freaking nine years old. Like, shouldn't yeah, I? Why don't I have? Why don't kids? what's Looking going at on? Mom, I don't understand. Exactly. Looking at mom, like I did not understand why is she getting them and I'm not? Yeah. Like, I just, I did not understand that. And like for years, for years, I was part of the itty bitty titty committee. And then after I got pregnant, I f- suddenly understood what it was like to actually have boobs. <laughs> like, oh, this is, this is what feeling, this, this is, this is what it is. Um, oh. And then after Caitlin stopped breastfeeding, my, my breast kind of went down and then I started gaining, gaining weight uh over the last like three years and like now I have boobs and I'm like I'm 32 and I finally have like boobs but it came with a lot of extra weight a lot of extra fluff so yeah I miss boobs I I mean I don't like after kids and then like gaining weight losing weight gaining weight losing weight I miss I miss boobs (laughs) you have boobs I don't I want to have, but I really want, I really, 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 like, they're not, like, perky like they used to be. They're not as cool <laughs> as they used to are be. You try, are you trying it's to say you truth. want one of them? Do you want, like, a breast augmentation or whatever they're called? Oh, my God. Yes. Is that what they're I called? I really, really want one. I was telling, I think it's called a breast lift. A breast lift. Then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I think i would no it's not like they're not sacky or something no i just want them fuller and like more perkier so i guess it would be a breast um what do you call that for throating so uh, make them bigger yeah and i fuller. I, I don't like, want like a huge no i i want big boober i want big boobers <laughs> big boobers. i want big boobers <laughs> christian's, christian's cousins they went to i think it was belgium and they got um Restless, and they're so nice and i'm just like i want that yeah no i and i but i don't dare would you dare to do it like yeah. i really want it but i also, at the same time i'm like that's scary okay so i i don't know yes i would do it but i would do it because mine are so the size is drastic like for me anyways i feel like because you know every, all women have issues with unless you have perfect tits then you fuck you but um I don't. Right? Yeah. And I, mine mine have been very lopsided since Kaylin, like after I had Kaylin because Kaylin favored one boob over the other. And so I looked like I looked like one of my boobs was cut off and the other one was still full. Like that's that's what it looked like when I wore t-shirts. So bad, bad. Yeah, I know it was awful. I remember sending you guys like pictures and stuff. It literally like this I Don't remember that. My left boob was huge. And then my right boob was literally non-existent. Like it literally looked like I'm, it was cut off. And so after. I think that you thought it was worse than what it was. Then. No. I mean, no. Literally, if I wore a bra, it would be like this one was like up and like had cleavage. Like my left one had like literal cleavage sitting in the bra. And the other one, di- there was no boob there. Literally. You guys are- <laughs> You guys should see how she's feeling herself up right now. If you're, if somebody was just looking through your webcam and not like they couldn't hear what you were saying, it would look like you, like, like I was paying you for this conversation. You were literally filling yourself up so much. Okay, let's. You know, I'm wearing a shirt. I'm wearing a shirt right now, so you can't see Sometimes my. Sometimes I like to like. Sometimes I like to just grab my boobs, like. <laughs> but um, I like to just like grab them and like massage yeah, them. Same, but kinda. um, speaking of like, like, uh, not daring for operations and that kind of thing, um, I don't know if you saw in the group chat with uh, mom and everyone, but uh, I have a wisdom tooth that is fully grown and uh, coming up right here. <laughs> So I have, mm-hmm. it's, uh, I'm in a lot of pain, so I have to go to the dentist and get it taken out. And I, uh, I, I was having some real stress dreams about that last night. <laughs> Is it bad? I, I have the, like, we 
all of the women in our family have a very small jaw. Mouth. Yeah. We, and yeah. so there's a very, very small mouth, a very small jaw. So there's not a lot of room. I had my wisdom, one of my wisdom teeth taken out years ago and they did not operate on me. They just numbed me. And then, I mean, it was, it, it was very rough. <laughs> you could hear it literally cracking, completely like cracking when they came out. They took it out with like a spoon and it, they had to like cut. And, no. I don't want um, any of that. So it's kind of, no, but it, it was, it was okay. Cause I was terrified because our mom told us a story about her wisdom teeth being all taken out at the same time during an operation. I'm sure you remember the story, right? No. No. Okay. Mom, like I have a wisdom tooth coming in now on the left side and it's pushing against my other tooth and so oh. it's been hurting and i'm like i need to get it taken out but i know that they're gonna probably take out the other two mm -hmm. and it scares me because mom had one mom had an operation to get all of hers taken out when she was very young and um when she woke up she was like in a ton of pain and she couldn't like move her jaw and she couldn't um and she said there were like blisters and everything and so she got sick from it she had to have like antibiotics and stuff but at a certain moment and this is gross people i'm just a uh, trigger warning i'm going to talk about you gross stuff right now so just so skip forward. she was having a hard time like opening her mouth literally she said it was like completely shut because it was so full and so like uh, i guess the blisters? doctor told her with like with like yeah like with like blisters and so the doctor told her that she was not allowed or not allowed that it was very that it would be very bad for her to swallow all of that pus that was in there and so she had to like yeah she had to like go forward and like open her jaw at all at once to make them kind of pop oh no and Amanda. she had to like wash her mouth out at times yeah and so she, because she told me about that and the pain like i'm terrified of doing it i'm terrified Amanda. because of that story okay <laughs> it's gross it's so gross it's so oh my gross. gosh Okay, so it's so nasty. <laughs> yeah, I can't get. I know, I know. Well, um, you can't get. I'm sorry. No, Maybe I shouldn't I, have said it, but then again, that's just me. Uh, uh, you know how I am. <laughs> well, I'm sorry that yours is pushing up against your tooth. Like I don't have that right now, but it's mine is growing in sideways. So like, whereas the pictures that I saw online, that usually you see the wisdom tooth kind of like pushing up against like growing in awkwardly towards the other tooth, right? But mine yeah, yeah. is actually like instead of growing like towards the tooth, it's growing out this way. So it's Oh, towards your cheek. It's like yeah, so it's like towards my cheek. My whole cheek is kind of like I don't think you can see it, but can you see how swollen I am? Yeah, I was I was going to ask you why you look like Shrek, but I was like, ah, that's kind of sad. <laughs> no, I can't see it. <laughs> you're gorgeous i cannot fucking see that you have anything on your cheek you're absolutely beautiful i don't know Shut <laughs> i don't see any difference <laughs> if i noticed i probably would have asked you right away i would have been like what's up with you I, I, I was actually worried about like the podcast because talking kind of like hurts like a little bit and i was like oh, when are you gonna go oh I don't know. Probably soon. I, probably not when I have Kaylin. Probably next week or something because, um, yeah, probably when Kaylin's with her dad. Um, well, you don't have you don't have an appointment, so that means you're gonna make an appointment next week. You you are like exactly like me. Yeah. The biggest the biggest procrastinator when it comes to medical shit. I, so what you're going to do is you're going to wait until next week when you don't have Kaylin, and then they're not gonna be able to get you in. And so, like, the week after that, and you're going to be like, no, because then I have Kaylin, so it's going to take weeks. All right. I know you. Okay, well, listen, I had this conversation with my therapist. I, I know I, I know that I do that. I know that I am an avoider and a procrastinator. Yeah, so uh, did I tell you that my, my therapist literally said that if I keep going the way that I'm going, that I'm going to turn into an agoraphobic person? 
I love the fact that you used a, an agoraphobic person instead of what you said to me. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were like, <laughs> she said, I'm going to turn into mom. <laughs> I was like, okay, wait, what? Yeah. What? What? But okay. Um, he, Some people don't know what agoraphobia is. Agoraphobia is a fear of leaving the house because you can't control the. Well, I mean, it's a lot of it is just anxiety based, but it comes down to not being able to control what the environment is like that you're in. When you're home, you can kind of control the situation. So, um, yeah. Well, I know what agoraphobia is. Yeah. Like what you're saying, I. I know you feel like she was in the right, right? Like you said, like, I think I, she's Yeah, right. I think I she is to... because, you know, I do have problems, um, especially like going places on my own. I have I have a hard time with that. I also have a hard time just um, making calls or doing anything that is out of my comfort zone. I just, I will avoid it until I absolutely have to do it. I do think she was definitely right in the sense that like, if I continue to view myself as a victim in those scenarios, like for example, it's not that I'm seeing myself as like, as like getting hurt. It's just that I'm seeing myself as someone that could get hurt. And so because of that potential, I, I just don't do what, you know, I should be doing, you know, like today, like, I know I have to go drive to my friend Gracie's house uh, with Kaylin, and I'm excited to do that, but there's a huge part of me that's super apprehensive about driving and going by myself because I don't know what that is going to look like. I don't know what, um, you know, what her, because she lives with her parents. I don't know if her parents are going to dislike me. I don't know if Kaylin's going to have a reaction. So, like, there's all these... Uh, possibilities in my head and because of that I like build it up and then I don't I don't go through with it like a great example um, was I was supposed to go with Andrew's sister to the tattoo shop so she could get like her she wanted this big back tattoo and she asked me to go with her and um, I said yes and then the day came and um just knowing that I was supposed to go to the tattoo shop like and like not it wasn't me getting tattooed so I'd just be sitting there awkwardly like I just kept building it up in my head and then I got sick because of the anxiety like I like was mm -hmm. like feeling like nauseous because of the anxiety and so Andrew ended up going instead of me um yeah and it felt like a gift I was like thanks great and I could stay home and read books and edit my own book so that was fun <laughs> yeah no I absolutely get it like I understand I think I I, I mean, it's been so long ago I don't know if I told the story about the fact that you know everybody knows I got sick in November and then I got fired and you know with a herniated disc you can't really do much and with the fact that we have you know children with um social anxiety and autism we try to make our house like a safe place so there's not a lot of people that come over um we are very very uh i'm not going to say that we you know are anti-social at all that's not it but um we do make sure that our kids feel comfortable in their own home so it's definitely certain people that come here um i had not seen anybody and also because of covid it, a lot of it had to do with covid but when we went to Pascal's birthday, Christian's friend, I had um, an anxiety attack because of the social aspect. I literally, um, I had a really hard time and I was talking to Christian about this and I, we have been talking about this, you and I. Yeah. And I do think that it is very, very genetic. We are also working on it. But um, I will have an anxiety attack, but what I do is you cannot see it on me. I mask it very, very well. I try to anyways. Um, it's gotten worse, but at a party, like I walked in and I smiled and I talked to people and I laughed and I said, yeah, yeah, there's, you know, music going and, you know, multiple people who are talking. I might be saying yeah and looking at you. I'm not hearing a fucking word you're saying. 
No, I'm I, not hearing it. It's not registering. And I cannot have a conversation with someone because I'm trying to literally calm, talk myself down. And um, I was telling Christian, like, I want to go back to work. I want to start working. And um, that's another story. But I was telling him, and this is also something that you were struggling with, was um, getting a job, going to a job interview or even just working with other people yeah that thought of it just the thought of it is scary uh, yeah. the social aspect and i told christian if i'm having a if i have an anxiety attack before a job interview i can mask it at a party i can't you can't mask that shit at a job interview it's impossible yeah no I, you know, and I was trying to tell my therapist, because that was the initial reason why I wanted to contact my therapist was because of the anxiety that I had um, about the potential of, of uh, needing a job or, you know, needing to go work. And like, the thing is, is that it's not about our work ethic. Like we are both very good workers. It's about the environment, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I was such a mess. I was like crying and I just really like my therapist and the way that she views things. She's like, you really can't um, allow other people to dictate how you're going to feel. And it's like, with anxiety, you don't really get to control that. But what you can do is you can start to view the energy of anxiety in a different way. And mm -hmm. um, then, it, then it just comes down to showing up. And that's what she told me. She was like, just show up. And I think as simple as that sounds, um, it makes a lot of sense because a lot of it is just getting through the first step. Does that make sense? No, I absolutely agree what you're saying. Yeah. I think a lot of it is, you know, insecurity and yeah. being afraid of what other people are going to think. And, um, you know, I think number one thing is that try to, at least I'm trying to be to pay more attention of what I think about myself. Yeah. And, well, and that um, and that not what others think about me. Yes, exactly. And that come that's a that's a self care thing, and that's also yeah. That's the the one thing you can control is yourself. You can't control anybody else or any of the other situations that you're going to encounter. All you can really control no. is how you feel about yourself and how you react to situations. So if you can view your anxiety, and I know this is like a very difficult like. Like, it's something that I'm still working towards, but taking that energy from being anxious, because if we look at it as not a negative thing, not a positive thing, it's just a thing that your body is doing. If you look at that as energy that you can push in any direction that you want, you can start to actually manipulate the energy of anxiety into confidence or creativity or it whatever you want to push it towards and I, i'm still working on that um and yeah, i know no it, that's so funny did you did you just learn that from your therapist like no i told week? no i told her that because the a long time ago here's a story <laughs> a long time ago i wanted to be an actress and i was actually taking lessons to become an actress and my coach um he really wanted me to do this like monologue and every time I went to go do it in front of him I would get really anxious and like really nervous and I wasn't able to perform because of the anxiety and so he sat me down and he was like look it's totally okay that you're feeling anxious and that you have anxiety about it he said um you know most actors and actresses have that but what they do is they hone into it and they use it in their like performance rather than letting it take over them and grip them, they kind of shift that energy in a different way. Instead of seeing it as like, I yeah. am now nervous, they see it as I am now pumped or I am now, you know, they just use that energy. And and so I've always known that, but it's just putting it into practice is can be difficult. He just opened my eyes to that possibility. And so when my therapist was saying how, you know, you choose how you react to situations. No, I understand what you're trying to say. Like, I get it. You just try and like turn it, you kind of flip it and try to take it for your advantage. Yeah. That it works for you instead of against you. Right. But um, 
I th I thought it was funny because I've been trying, well, you know that, like I've been on this like <sighs> entire, you know, trying to be better towards myself and trying to better myself. But um, I've been on the same kind of thing, not exactly like trying to flip it and take it to my advantage. Yes, but also um, in the other way around of instead of focusing on what I'm afraid of that another person will think of me or what I'm afraid of that's that is going to happen. Um, I try to focus on what I want instead or what I want to think about myself instead. Um, because, you know, I, I think it's just also our brain works better when instead of it, instead of it being a negative, it's a positive. Oh, for sure. It wouldn't, um, because, you know, even in witchcraft, you think, think about it, like, uh, and I'm sorry for we're jumping around, but when you think about witchcraft and you think about like manifestation, one thing that every witch will tell you is like, if you're trying to manifest something, instead of saying, I want this to happen, you write it yeah. or you say it as though it's already happened or that it's happening because it's all about the mindset that you're putting yourself in and it's all about the way that you're phrasing things. So like if you're in your mind saying like, well, this person's going to think shitty about me, you're already putting yourself in a really negative mind mind mindset space. <laughs> mindset. Like, yeah, but it's true. It is true. It, there's like a lot of... Um, yeah. Okay. Melanie and I are witches. You know, there's just a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about because it is just in our daily They know lives. this. It's in our bio. They're listening to yeah, this. They must, they have just, an idea. You're going to have to deal. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was just talking to uh, Christian today about, um, about also about like manifestation and intention. Um, when you, at least that's what I have before. And especially because like how we grew up, um, I'm already so grateful for what I have. Yeah. And you always just want to make sure, like when you think about the future and, and you're in that mindset of like, you know, um, you you just want kind of the bare minimum just so you can be happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you want like a roof over your head and to be able to eat and all of that. And you're, I mean, you just get to a point where like, if I have that, all, that's all I wanted was like a house and a family. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. But I always grew up thinking if you wanted money, um, you either had to be born in, you know, into money or you had to get really lucky or you have to like work your fucking ass off. Yeah. And I do think that's true. Like it's still kind of, you know, but um, when I started learning about manifestation and intention, I think I just took it like a little step further. I was like, oh, okay. So what I actually want is, you know, what I want, what I see in the future for me is just this much extra. And it's horrible because actually you're holding yourself even back in your dreams. You're yeah. literally telling yourself only this little bit extra. That's what you're worth. You know, that's what you can get. But that's, yeah. that's it. That's That's where it ends. And I think... I'm literally starting to open up to the idea of that's absolutely not where it ends. No. You think as big as you want. Yes, exactly. Think what you want. The The best thing that you can do when it comes to, this is just my opinion and, and you know, um, from experiences and things I've heard from other practitioners, that when you are trying to manifest and you're trying to bring in more abundance, I'll just use that word, more abundance into your life, the best thing you can do is be grateful for what you have and say that you're grateful for it because that's going to attract more. Like the more, the the happy, the happiness that you feel for what you have already is going to keep growing, if that makes sense. Like, like, um, I don't know how to describe it, but like it really does work. And, and that to me is magical. It's just the fact that like you, you look at what you have, you're grateful for it. Um, even if you don't have a clear idea of what you want your future to hold, um, you know, there might be something like, I don't want to worry about money anymore. I don't want money to be an issue. Um, you can start seeing it as it's not an issue right now. Money is not an issue and it will continue to not be an issue for you. Just be grateful for the fact that it's not an issue now and just continue that and it will pull in more. 
Does does that make yeah. sense? You know, keeping... Oh, well, it absolutely makes sense to me. I think you explained it well. Yeah. I, I think that that's... A, a really you explained it perfectly. Yeah, a really great way to um, keep it going and to keep putting yourself in that mindset is like making, you know, a gratitude journal or, um, you know, at night before bedtime, just like say all the things that you're grateful for. It doesn't even have to be something you write down. It could just be something that you say or you think about because that energy is positive and it's going to bring in more of that positivity. Um, you know, one thing that we as humans do was we doubt ourselves and we doubt what we are capable of. And, you know, it's true. Like when we think about money, it's, we have to work really hard for money. Um, and you're right. Like, you know, sometimes you do have to put in a lot of work for it, but you don't have to see money as like this untangible thing, like that you will never get unless you work hard. Why not work on things that you love as hard as you want and, you know, still get and get exact, money. Yeah. Like as mo- much as you want. Yeah, like it, exactly. It, it, it be abundant. Yeah. And it's not, I know that a lot of people think that this, it's just, it's true. Everything is energy. Even, you know, look, look at it. Like everything is energy. If you go even scientifically out, you know, um, I was going to speak Dutch. I'm sorry. I was going to no, say out eindelijk. That's fine. But in the end, everything comes back to energy. Yes. No matter what. And if your energy is, if you're vibrating on that level to where you're like, I am worth it. I'm enough. And I deserve this. And I'm going to get this. Um, not only am I going to get this, it's already done. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm learning to work on that. I'm Everyone does. Trying you to, know, it's the. It's, especially now I'm new at it. But yeah. I. Um, I just really, no matter what, that I think is the number one thing yeah. is you really need to change your mindset. I mean, it's hard. It is really hard, but, um, it's not, not doable. It's just training no. your brain to think about things in a different way. And that's not to say that, you know, life doesn't have curveballs because it does. Um, I, I definitely, you know, you, you know that life isn't always perfect and it doesn't always hand you the right cards. Um, but you just got to work with what you have and all you can do is just try to be as positive as possible, you know? Do you feel that, um, cause I'm still looking at, you know, that like I'm on this like spiritual journey, <laughs> I guess you could say the dark soul of the night or whatever they call it. I think I just got out of it. I'm feeling a little bit better with, yeah. you know, knowing how I feel and I feel more like secure and how I, and what I know and how I feel and um, what I think. But I'm wondering what you think about that. Cause I, I used to have a really hard time when, I, when we were, you know, we were raised as Christians. I had a really hard time when bad things happened because I was like, why would God let that happen? I didn't understand any of that. Um, and, you know, just this past, like, year or something, I've, uh, you know, I'm not, like, a big Christian. But I did I did pray. I didn't. But there are many things that I didn't understand. I had a really hard time with coping with that. And then I was reading multiple things that were saying that they believe that you're, like, your soul and you already picked what you want. So actually, before you were born, before you're like, you know, on this earth, you're literally saying like, I want to learn this. Like, I need to go through this so that I can be more of this. Like, I want to learn that. In, in, and then you are born and you learn that. And then you are reborn yeah. and you start all over again. A lot of people believe that. But when I think about that, I'm like, that sounds, because you do, it shapes you. Like no matter how tragic or no matter how intense or no matter how, um, even like really, really happy things that can happen that are super, super happy, but it does change you in a very big way. Yeah. I do feel like you're learning from it. So kind of try to, embrace it you know think yeah. this is life and this is just like I'm going through a learning process what can I learn from this yeah I mean 
it's hard because it's i have haven't been practicing as much as i i used to um <clears throat> that being oh, said like, i you know every now and then i i get in moods and i will but um i have not been as consistent as i was um i think the reason why is because of that 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 exact you know what you just described like sometimes things in life um are just so intense and and awful that you don't really believe in much after that it's like how can this yeah. happen and how like how does that like like how is their fate like how is this fated you know and i don't necessarily think that it is fated i i don't know i used to think about fate being like a real thing that everything happened for a reason and there's still part of me that does believe that but now i'm just thinking that life is supposed to be like a journey for your soul and absolutely i think the same i i don't think that it's set in stone i think that you have many variables and many different things that can happen to your soul maybe before you come back to earth because i do believe in reincarnation maybe before you come back you talk to whoever <laughs> is assigning you your next life the big guy um, the manager yeah i i think i think you do have like a i want to i want to work on this and so maybe there are people that are put in your path to work on those things but what you do in this life yeah. truly is up to you like, I, I definitely yeah. don't think, and I think no matter what, you know, you will go through certain, like, certain points in your life that you're supposed to, but I, I just, with all the chaos in life, I can't truly believe that everything has a specific destiny, and, you know, there are so many evil things that happen out there in life now that it's just impossible for me to believe that it it all happens for a reason. Some things happen and it's shitty and it's awful and we just have to go through it. And yeah. you you get to choose what you believe after that. And and you know, after this past year it's been it's been really hard. It's been really hard. Yeah. It has. It's it's been one of those It has been like a shitty year. Yeah. I mean like even just Father's Day passed and I think that's another reason why I was feeling so fucking just crappy like like you know a lot of people dealt with that day in in different way like people that have lost children people that have never met their father like all all kinds of different situations but like it was really rough for me and I've actually never had a father's day be rough like I would always just like focus rough. on something else I'd always have something else to focus on but for some reason, it like hit me so hard. And I was listening to, because I do this before bedtime, I listen to a lot of like um, pick a card readings and stuff. And uh, it was just like, I guess I was just asking, you know, like earlier that day, like, oh, I wonder if dad, you know, would have liked who I am. And I ended up listening to a uh, YouTube pick a card and in the pick a card it was talking about like um you know a, a father's care and how that person um is really proud of you and how they feel like you are doing really well and it was like yeah it was like essentially saying everything that I was wondering about that day you know yeah yeah I I have like this picture of dad like, I I think I, I don't know if I told you about that. I think I did. But it's like a picture of dad and it's just on. It, I don't know how it got in between on my counter, but it's just on my counter somewhere. And so now I like have it to where I like if I walk by, I can like see it. Yeah. I don't walk by it constantly, but like I can look down and it's just a picture of him. Like he's at Disneyland and he's like smiling. I, I've sent it to you. Yeah, I think you have. Yeah. And it just like, I don't know. I always like feel like, like happy and like protected when I see him. 
Yeah, it's weird. I, I like I wish I felt that way when I think about him. I don't really have like emotions about him. I just this past, I don't know, like this past Father's Day, I just felt really sad. And usually I don't feel sad or anything. So it was just an interesting situation. And I felt a, a large sense of sadness, like not knowing who he was. And it's cool that you're able to like I don't know, just look at that and, and feel protected. But I think it's, for me, like, I just don't feel like I have a dad, even though I know I had one. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I absolutely understand what you mean. Do you have that fear? I get it. Like, even though you, I, you knew him, do you still feel like you're fatherless? Like, I mean, of course, we're fatherless because he passed away, but. Yeah. Um, you know, I... I felt like that for a really long time and I think that um I felt yeah I've I've had waves of feeling that and I haven't felt like that for um I don't know a while now yeah it, it's it's coming it's it has come in waves I think like I do think of you have to understand like I don't really know like really great things about him me either I don't yeah I don't know that I only know like a little bit of things that have been I've, I've been told and some of my very very small like memories of like good things and um I remember mostly the bad and I think it, you don't even really remember the bad I mean I have memories uh I have yeah. flashbacks of things that ha had occurred and that none of them were very good I don't have like a memory of like him in a in a positive way I don't know maybe that has to do with it too but like maybe you have uh, like like one of the only memories I have of him is him give and I think I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast before but him giving me a, a gift for yeah. my birthday that was clearly from the trash and I was super happy with it but mom was like that's going back in the trash <laughs> um but I was sad because it looked like a little game boy and I was like I want to play this like yeah we talked about away? this the Christmas, uh, yeah. I think it was the Christmas one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yep. But uh, no, I don't really have any memories of him that are super fond. Um, I remember him driving around in a car with the door open, or the door wasn't even on the car, to be honest with you. I think the car didn't have a door. To be honest, why does that? Why does that not surprise me? Uh, like, I don't even it, think it doesn't that, even make me. Yeah, and he would ride around in the front of the house that was like dirt <laughs> it's just dirt in front of the house and he would go around and around and uh jennifer and i would jump out of the car like just for fun like i that's like a quote-unquote good memory i guess like i don't really i don't really have any i don't him. really know what to say to that <laughs> i re i also remember mom telling me while i was playing outside like oh your dad's in jail and I was playing with like water or something outside and I was like yay so I don't think we had the best relationship with him when he was living um I think that the reason why you were like yay is probably also you know because that's how the you know how she reacted how the adults reacted so yeah that's how you react like I, that's just how yeah it is yeah, I, I agree. I do I, I do think that that we were we were too young to really Oh, sorry, I just yawned um to form our own opinions on it. But yeah. Yeah. But there are good things about him and I but I do understand like the no dad thing because I don't really feel like I actually had a dad dad. Yeah. It's hard to look at it like that because we didn't and that's just the way that it was. But um, yeah. I think I just look more at it now that I don't have I don't I try not to, you know, hold bad feelings towards. I, I don't him. have any bad feelings towards him when I think of him. Uh, I think the reason why I did was because I had so many of the bad memories, many more than the good. Yeah, I mean, that totally makes sense. Like that 100 percent makes sense. But, you know, I have really bad memories of certain other people and uh, if they passed away I would try really hard not to focus on those and focus more on like the good aspects of them because you know we're human and we make mistakes and we're not perfect and um, obviously some mistakes are 
bigger than others. Yeah. Yeah. You, no, you know, you know what I'm saying. You understand what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, it, it oh, depends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I totally get it. Clearly, I am tired. Um, and thus comes the end of this episode, I think. Uh, yeah. I have to talk to my therapist. So, um, on that note, if you are looking for a therapist or if you are looking for someone to talk to about medication or talk therapy, um, I would highly recommend Mood Health. It is what I'm currently using for my therapy and medication. Uh, it's pretty affordable. And if you'd like to try them out, you can use our podcast code, which is TraumaLaughs10, and you will get $10 off your first month of care. Um, yeah. So uh, check them out. Uh, I hope you guys all had a good time listening. You can. I find- love. I can listen to you like all day. Like you're just like. <laughs> <laughs> I How feel, do you talk? I feel so annoying. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> did I say it correctly? Um, but did yeah, I say that correctly? Uh, Amanda, tell <laughs> us. Uh, tell us where uh, where you can find us because I'm lost. Usually, you can um, find me in bed and Melanie at the you know. <laughs> bottom of a wine glass but um, <laughs> you can also find us at i'm gonna is it it's trauma and laughs pod, pod on yeah Insta. yeah exactly so just hit us up there send us messages and uh tell us you know that you love us send you know you, like this if you need therapy too <laughs> we won't be able to help you but we'll help you get there <laughs> to yeah. the actual help <laughs> Definitely, because we are definitely better at helping others than helping ourselves. Oh, for watch. sure. Just watch us. <laughs> okay. Have a nice night, people. All Thank right. You. I love you, Mandy. I love you too, Mel. All right. Bye. 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 It's Tramaraderie.